The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. To see you all. Don't you never say you are looking sharp on this Father's Day? Wow, good to see you. Okay, uh, I'm talking about authentic fatherhood. Why is it necessary to talk about authentic fatherhood? Because there are so many images of fatherhood that some of us have been shown over the years. In fact, without you being taught, it got inscribed on your heart. Because, you know, children learn better from observing, even more than being instructed. There were things you picked up in the society, in the environment, where fatherhood is concerned, which are not exactly true. Society, neighborhood, wherever you come from, has a way of communicating to you some kind of idea where fatherhood is concerned. Uh, my friend, a couple of years ago, my very good friend in the US, shared this with me. He said there was a day he got angry with his son and he literally watched the movie of himself acting like his father. And he found himself doing exactly the things that he said he would never do. Because he felt they were wrong when his father was doing it growing up. And when he became a Christian, he said, no, I will not repeat the errors of my father. But he found himself doing it. And he said, he just paused that movie right there. And he was sharing with me as his friend. I declare in the name of Jesus, you will not repeat the errors of your father. Amen. Oh, you did not hear that very well. I say you will not continue the errors of your father. Amen. I'll say it again. Maybe if your father is perfect, sit down. But if you had things in your father that you know it must not continue with your generation, you must stand up now. I say you will not continue the errors of your father. Amen. I feel an anointing saying it. I say you will not continue the errors of your father. Amen. I say you will not continue the errors of your father. Maybe you had a father that messed around, slept with women in the neighborhood. Unconsciously, you are growing into that age and you are becoming comfortable like it was. You know, listen, there are some expressions of evil that poverty will not give opportunity to. But when you have become comfortable, you will see how evil you could be. By declaring the name of Jesus as God begins to increase you. Whatever weakness, whatever error, the failures in your lineage, they will not be seen in your life. You may be seated. Authentic fatherhood. So this morning is about renewing our minds and capturing the true picture of what a father ought to be. So that every wrong image that we have captured over time, you know on a daily basis you take pictures with your mind. There are things, I mean, there are things you do that you are wondering, why? <laughs> Several pictures have been taken. And that's why as believers, one of your primary responsibility is to renew your mind. You must be intentional to now program your mind according to God. You know, some people's minds are programmed according to the society. 
But the Bible says we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So we're not supposed to be programmed according to what the, the society dictates. But rather according to what the word of God says. So it's going to be twofold this morning for all of us. You will capture what it means to have God as your father. And for the, the gender, the male genders amongst us you will see your responsibility, your potentials, your capacities, and your opportunities as a father. Hmm. How many things? Responsibilities, potentials, capacity, and what? Opportunities. As a what? A father. Responsibility, opportunities, potentials, or what? capacity as a father. So there are things inside of you that needs to be unlocked that you have not unlocked. But today I believe by God as this words will come forth with power I see those things unlocked in you. Amen. And for all of us we will capture God afresh as a father. Ah! Your prayer life will change. All this talking to God as if he's a distant God. You, you snap out of his head. No, he's my father. He's my father that cares about me. In fact, he wants to answer my prayer more than I want to talk to him in prayer. You will move out of begging mode into fellowship mode. You know, a lot of things that we ask in repetition is because we have not captured him as a father. It's like, let me tell him again. Tell him over and over. Hey, Katie Ella, let me just say, it's not, his ears are not, they're not dull. I mean, he can hear you. In fact, before you ask, he knew about it. Because he's that good as a father. Somebody shout, he's a good father. He's a kind father. And a compassionate father. Now, I want to start from this. When you talk about father, the first thing that comes to mind is a source. I'm not talking about a spam donor. There's a difference between a spam donor and a what? A source. You know, I mean, a lot of interesting things are happening in our generation. In our generation now, a woman after waiting a while just wakes up and says, you know what, I can't wait for no man. I just want to have children. And just walk into a spam bank and say, give me any, <laughs> give me any spam. At least after all, it's my money. I can buy it. <laughs> so buy a spam and, you know, get pregnant. I can understand the frustration of single women, especially the ones that are successful and they've, they've been able to do everything, literally, but not have children. And you know, it's like, after all, it's not adultery, I just want to have children. Is anything bad? But really, that was not the original plan of God. Now you take some strange spam that you don't know is source and put it in your system to have just any baby. That baby is supposed to be a product of intimacy. A union between a man and a woman that are in sync. Not just getting any, 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 any strange, you know, you get my point, semen and, you know, Call me old school. 
But that was not what God designed. So when you say a father, a father is not a spam donor. Because a lot of men, once they get a woman pregnant, it's like, I've given you what you cannot do for yourself. So do the rest. Some, a lot, most of us will not say it, but we act like it. It's like, it's your mother. Let your mother take care of you. And the society is filled of women that have literally done everything for their children. And as powerful as women are, women cannot do it all. A father is a source. And that's a powerful word. He gives life. Write it down. A father gives life. John chapter 5 verse 26 says, As the father has life in himself, so has he given to his what? His son. So when you say a father is a giver of life, women are carriers. They carry the life. But you give the life. And that's why when you became a child of God, it's life, the life of the father <laughs> was injected into you. As the father has life in himself, so has he given it to what? His son. We have passed from life, from death to life. We receive this life. We receive this life. We share in his life because he's our father. <laughs> that life cannot be defeated. Are you listening to me? That, that applies to everybody. Say after me, I share in the life of God. And by the virtue of the nature of that life, oh, say loud and clear, say the nature of that life makes it impossible for me to be defeated. Because the owner of that life is a winner. And first John chapter 5, verse 4 says, Whatsoever is born of God, whosoever carries the life of God, the God kind of life overcomes the world. How many winners do I have in the house this morning? Lift those hands up and shout, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. So to have the life of God is to win. We are more than conquerors because we carry his life. That life does not end up in failure. If you have his life, you always end in victory. We win. We win because we have his life. And naturally speaking, a father gives his life. And you know, there are traits you see in your children. And you can trace it back to you. I'm not even know what I'm talking about. This is my son. I remember a while ago, this was much, my two kids are for, to the glory of God at university now. But when they were much younger, I think they were in elementary school then. And my daughter was just complaining, I don't like maths, I don't like maths. And here, here comes this day, my son could not take it again. So my son stood up. He said, Timmy, never say it again. How can you not know maths? It's impossible. Father, daddy know maths. Mommy know maths. I know maths. You know maths. I will never forget that day. I was shocked. Bolotimbo, Omo. And she ended up in, you know, in my school of maths and science academy at the end of the day. And that's why there's that thing confession that your children make that you shut it down, right? Bolotimbo. Interesting, we were not the one that did it. He was the one that did it for us, talking about myself. He said, Oh, Ma, you know it. Ah. And you've heard stories of daddy knowing maths. You know, I was so good in maths in, in secondary school that <laughs> there was a time, I think this was my form three, the, the maths teacher, I mean, set a maths question for us, which was not supposed to be for our class. 
because she had, he had not taught us. So by mistake, they gave us that question. And everybody was supposed to get it wrong. But there was somebody that did not get it wrong. It was me. In spite of the fact that it was a question or a subject, a, a topic we've not been taught, I sat in that exam hall and I deduced a formula for it. The teacher had to come in front of the class and say, who is the owner of this script? Stand up. Everybody was supposed to miss this question because this question was not supposed to be for you. How come you got it? Like, I don't know. I was so gifted in maths to the extent that I got depressed in my second year in pharmacy when I realized I took my last math class in part one. I'm like, yeah. It was like they took away my strength. Ah, yare. Because for me, maths, you don't need to study for it. I'm serious. I'm not, how many people are like that? Uh, we're not many. If you are, raise up your hand if you are like that. I'm serious. At least, thank God, I'm not, I'm not crazy. When people say, Mo fellow, kamat, kilon kambe, you just sit down and solve it. I'm serious. I mean, for the maths, then known as additional mathematics, we did not have a teacher for it in my school. Maybe about five of us registered for it in Waek. I see how the distinction in it, self-taught. Because that's math for me. The YDS is natural. Yes, the YDS, just, I can go there like hours and I'm like, so you can understand why I got depressed. When there was no more math, it's like, Agbara it's like, I mean, I mean, my math skills made me popular among girls. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I remember my part one in Ife, White House. Oh my God. Ah, girls who just around me come and teach me math. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> glory to God. You know what I could not say in words? Math said it for me. <laughs> there was this girl, Shade, that was always following me around because of math. My math was my beauty, you know, was my strength. So they took it away. Second, second year of pharmacy, and it was painful. Ah! What used to bring girls into my life has been taken away. And I saw those traits in my children, especially my son. You are a life giver. You give life. You give life. You give life. So a father is a life giver. But listen, he does not just give life. He follows up the life he gives. He's like, I've given you, go and do. No, a father, of course, we call mothers nurturers. And, you know, they are built to nurture. But you know what? Fathers ought to be involved in sustaining that life too. The same way God does not just give us life, he sustains that life. He sustains, he watches over that life. He ensures that the life that has been given is maximized. He follows it up to reach its full potential. And that's why, what, if there's any word that captures God, is love. Because that's what love does. You will, you, will, you will see the word compassion used over and over where God is concerned. And hey, how come you as a man think you are supposed to be hard and not compassionate? Now, 
we might not be given to the show of emotions, but in spite of the fact that we don't show emotions on the same level as our wives, our women, does not mean we don't care. We care. I mean, the way my wife, we relate to a matter is different from the way I relate to a matter. If there's a problem, my mind goes into the mode of it has to be solved. So I might not show it in the, uh, but I, I'm thinking it. I'm working it out. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's what real men do. I will never forget what my dad did when I wanted to do my uh, wahek those days. Uh, it was a time that he, he didn't have much. I literally watched my dad. I watched him selling some of his stuffs just to make sure I'm enrolled for it. I was 15 years old then, and that stayed on my mind today. I'm in my 50s. That happened over 35 years ago, and it cannot leave my mind. I'm like, this man sold his stuff just to make sure I don't miss my opportunity. That is authentic fatherhood. Because real fathers care. And it comes under the department of compassion. Luke chapter 15 verse 20. I don't know if you know the story of the prodigal son. Or should I say the prodigal father? Because look at me. The son that walked out on you, that sold, I mean, that wasted your stuff, that <laughs> asked for what it was supposed to be given after your death. <laughs> Asking for it. Why you are alive? In other words, he did not care whether you are dead or alive. Just give me what is mine. Normally, inheritance is meant to be given after somebody is dead. But this son said, no, I need it now. Walked out on you and wasted everything. And now when he became broke, turned around and said, I'm coming back home. And the Bible says, the father spotted him from afar. That is authentic fatherhood. Authentic fatherhood is full of compassion. God is good, is kind and compassionate. In spite of the mess of the boy, he ran towards him, kissed him on the neck. He would not even allow the boy to apologize. If you are that kind of father, maybe that's the, the fatherhood that was shown to you growing up. Listen, this is the true picture of fatherhood. A true father loves dearly. He forgives easily. He cares. He cares so much. Kissed him, you know, and the next thing. It's like throwing party. Acts that his, his ring be changed. Put you new shoes on him. Change his robe. Dressed him up like a king. Said, this is my son. He must, he must look the best. There are times I go to store, and when I say something nice, I buy it not just for me, but for my son. Because, I mean, it's my joy to see my children look good. Do you know something? It's God's joy to see you look good. Your victory excites God. Your breakthrough makes... You know... <laughs> When you get it right, he's excited. That's my son. That's my boy. That's my girl. Because that's what true... A true father does not rejoice in the downfall of his child. Most of when. That's what befits you. I know. In spite of the fact that the child 
could have avoided that mess by being, you know, uh, by being, what do you call it, obedient. When he's down, you pick him up immediately. Rather than reminding him of this disobedience, you show him love. And it's such love that communicates to people how to act the next time. Now go back to issue 101. In the beginning, how I told you, and you will not listen. A lot of you are wondering why some of your, some of your children are very stubborn. It's because of your method. Your method does not bring true repentance. Do you know God achieves true repentance where we are concerned by showing us pure, unconditional love? There's a way he embarrasses you with love that you will not say, I can't do it again. He's not telling you don't do it again. You are the one saying, I will do it again. Why will you do this for me? Because he has embarrassed I pray in this season of celebrating Father's Day, I declare you'll be embarrassed by his love. Oh, you didn't get it. I speak this week, you will receive the embarrassment of God's love. Do you know the embarrassment of God's love when God gives you what you don't deserve? Hey. Uh, let me pray for somebody at this juncture. Get on your feet. I declare, I speak as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ this week. God will make you to laugh. Ah. Ha. I said, ha. Ah. 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 That is in the nature of God. You know, something happened to me. A week ago, slightly over a week ago, I just came into the country and I met a lady for the first time. For the first time on the day I arrived. And so I thought, oh, God bless you. You are blessed the birth of Christ. And I walked away. And the following day, I went to minister somewhere and I saw her ministering. She had not even sang for me in any meeting. I just asked ministry. And the Lord told me, he said, buy her a car. Okay. So I gave her the car this Friday. This past Friday. She couldn't sleep. Her parents could not sleep. Because unknown to me, you know, this touched me so much. The father spoke to me yesterday. He said, sir, you don't know what you have done for us. He said, in my entire lineage, nobody has used a car before. I was shocked. Ha. <sighs> I said, it's just a car. I said, no, it's more than a car. Nobody in my lineage has used a car. I declare in this season, may the Lord embarrass you with his goodness. She didn't do anything for me, you know, I can understand somebody who has been serving, who has been faithful, and I said, let me do something. No, and God said, that's the nature of God. There are times he does things for you just because he loves you. It's in my nature to love. That's true fatherhood. There are things you do for your children. Is it because they deserve it? Because they are yours. 
Sometimes you see my wife fighting my son. Say no, holy daddy be here. No, I show you that. But ain't too fair. Was sure load that. Say no, my son cannot go out like that. I said, oh, egg rose. One of my body go daddy be here. It's my child. God is that concerned about you. Hmm. I declare in this season, there will be proofs that somebody loves you unconditionally. You will be seated. So a true father loves dearly. And there are things under that, under the department of that compassionate love. He cares. I'm rounding up now. He cares. To care means to be interested in. To be concerned. God is interested in every aspect of your life. Nobody cares. He cares. Stop thinking like you're an orphan. John chapter 14 verse 18 says, I will not leave you fatherless. You have a father. So he said, How was the proof that you have a father? He, the spirit of God in you is a proof that you are not an orphan. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 says, He says, He has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts to cry, Abba, Father. So that, that spirit in you is the spirit of his son. And Romans chapter 8 verse 15 is more or less saying the same thing. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, that spirit, by the virtue of the Holy Ghost inside of you. He cries, Abba, Father. You know, interesting now, Abba and Father, you know, it's like saying Father, Father. <laughs> the word Abba, let me, before I talk about Father Abba, let me talk about Father. That word Father in the, in the Greek is from the Greek word Pata, P-A-T-R, and from which we derive paternity. In other words, you know, Omomini, I'm his father. He shares my blood. Are you following me? But Abba now, Abba brings that intimacy. Abba control. So I say from that Greek word, from the Greek word Abba. Abba is Abba. There's no that Greek. In other words, they look for English words. Eh? There's none that can explain. Let's just keep it Abba. Abba. You know that word? It's not just paternity, there's intimacy. So those two words together, it's like an intimate father, not a faraway father. And having the Holy Ghost in you is literally letting you know you have a close father. He's not far. He's so close. Closer than your nose. He cares. He's interested. He's concerned. That's why First Peter chapter 5 verse 7 says, casting all your cares on him. So going further, don't any time you allow worries and anxiety to overcome you because of the issues of life, the bills of life, the concerns of marriage, of raising children. Listen, remember there's a father that cares. And this kind of care is a care that solves problems. Not the sympathy of the Bele that does not put money in my pocket. He does not do that kind of bele. If he says bele, it's belegba. Oh my God, you didn't hear that. It's not just Pele, it's Pelegba. Oh, you didn't get that revelation. It's Pelegba. Pelegba something. It's a Pele that fixes. Not a Pele of Pele, Pele. 
Where will this belay get me to? So he does not just care, he provides. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is so. I don't know the needs you have in this season. You have a father that cares and provides. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 says, If you being evil, know how to give goods. It's not our natural father. Natural father, as bad as they had, when it comes to their children, they feed them. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Your heavenly father who is full of love. Who does not do us do bele? He does bele da. Are you following me? Is bele da. Da something. Five million. Da. A job which is five times what you are handing presently. Da. A contract I'm prophesying right now. A contract you don't deserve. Da. What about this? If we give you children you don't deserve. These children, chai, deserve a He cares and provides. Somebody shout, He's my provider. That is authentic fatherhood. He cares. He provides. He protects. He said, no, if we shall before you, no plague shall come near your dwelling place. A thousand might fall at your, at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not come near you. It will not come near you. He says, he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. You're going out and you're coming in. I will preserve you in all your ways. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. That's the kind of father I have. Like a mother hen. Makosa, he covers you. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will serve the Lord. He's my refuge and my fortress. In whom I will trust. Hallelujah. A committed father who cares, who provides, who protects. Let me give you two more and I will be done. He gives you inheritance. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22 says a good man leaves inheritance for what? His children's children. So this useless mindset of is from a hell. Will your children take care of you? Yes, they should honor you. But a good man leaves inheritance. P putting on due pressure on your children. A good man leaves. Are you a good man or a bad man? If you're a good man, you want to leave something for your children, not make your children. Before they have little breakthrough, you're always like, ah, ah, wow. If you have to ask for it, then it's no longer honor. Give them the opportunity to honor you. You believe God, Lord, help me so much that I will leave something for my children. You should be the one to want to live, not the one to take. Because authentic fatherhood gives inheritance. <laughs> no wonder the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, he said, We are joint heirs with him. With who? The first son. Jesus yeah. is an heir. 
and you, because you are now son, because you have the spirit of a son. And it says, and if children, then heirs of God, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So shares his assets with you. So all the assets of God are yours. Because he's an authentic father. And the last one, he rewards. He rewards. There's a difference between inheritance and reward. Inheritance is what you receive just by the virtue of the fact that you share in his nature. You know, some people just stop at inheritance, but he also rewards. In fact, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, I mean, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But for you that comes to him, must believe that he, he is and is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, he takes note of anything you do for him. Get on your feet. For God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. is a rewarder. A true father rewards. Have you been blessed this morning? There's inheritance just by the virtue of the fact that you share his nature. But there's now reward by the virtue of the fact that you are not just a son, but you are a son that serves. We're not servants, but we are sons that what? Serves. And he says, because I'm a good father, I will pay attention to your service. Your service in this, in this place, in this ministry. He said, there's nothing you have done that is forgotten. If you go to, uh, I believe, Matthew chapter 6, you will see how, how, how committed God is to reward him. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Have you been blessed this morning? Yes, Matthew chapter 6. Verse 1, I want us to look at verse 1, verse 4, verse 6, and verse 18. He rewards. He said, take it that you do not do your charitable giving. In other words, when you are giving. He said, don't do it before men to be seen by men. Otherwise, you have no reward. So that tells you your heavenly father rewards. Somebody shout, he rewards. He said, there's a way you do it that you lose your reward. But the point there is, I reward. Verse 4. Matthew chapter 6 verse 4. It says that your charitable deed may be in secret. He said do it in such a way that your reward will be protected. Because I'm committed to rewarding you. So make sure you do it in such a way that your reward is not compromised. He said so that your father who sees in secret. There are things you have done in secret that you think nobody saw. But your heavenly father saw it. And by nature is a rewarder. I declare in the name of Jesus. I say you're coming into a season of reward. You know the story of Mordecai, how he stopped, I mean, the government from being toppled. And he was like, but you know, at the right time, the rewarder ensured that it got to the king's ear. And that's why whatever you do, not just in church, in your workplace, you do it as unto the Lord. There's the rewarder. There are things you are doing now, and you think nobody is noticing. But God has a way of bringing it to the ear of the person that will manifest the reward, that will cause the reward to be manifested. The one that sees his secret. Others going to late work, especially now that some of us do remotely, they say, okay, they won't know. Turn on your computer and you're not doing anything. There's somebody that sees in secret. 
and he rewards openly. Your boss might not know, but he's seen it. He rewards. Verse 6. Are you getting blessed this morning? He said, but when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret place. And your father who sees from that secret place, but rewards openly. Hmm. Wow. And last but not the least, verse 18. He rewards. He says, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But to Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret, will reward openly. I hope I've been able to communicate clearly to you what authentic fatherhood is. Authentic fatherhood shares inheritance, gives rewards, provides, protects, cares. And is the source. Is the source. And because it's the source, what you what he has shared with you is real. You will show forth his glory. Just like your source. Glorify your name in all the earth. Somebody say glorify. Glorify. Your name, glorify your name, glorify your name, glorify I pray for all the men, all the men, can you come forward? Come forward. Let's try it at least. Once the front is filled, then we line up in the aisles. your hands unto heaven I speak the blessing lift up your hands I speak the blessing over you I declare from today your mouth will speak largely I declare everything that does not allow you to express your full capacity as a man. The authentic father that God created, I declare, I announce restoration right now. I declare the struggle is over. It's your time to dominate. It's your turn to express. It's your turn to manifest. I declare increase over you. Increase over your house. Increase over all that you do. You will not go down. But you go higher and higher to fulfill your destiny. You will have a voice in your generation. I speak the blessing in your works, 
and in all that you do. Somebody shout new levels. No more failure. No more challenges. Breakthrough and break forth. If you believe that, come on, shout, I believe and I receive. Nah! Wow. Did you receive something today? Are you expectant? Are you expectant? Oh, your midweek service is it Wednesday? I might be there. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.